Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Melissa Nokar, Senior VP of Marketing at Level X, a company that produces video games for doctors. Melissa, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So video games for doctors, that is an interesting concept. Tell us about Level X and what you guys are all about. Definitely. Yeah. So in the simplest of terms, because as you imagine, healthcare and video games is a, is a fairly unique blue sky concept. But Level X creates medical video games and learning experiences really to accelerate awareness, education, and adoption um, using state-of-the-art video game technology and cognitive neuroscience to capture the challenges of practicing medicine. So the games can be played on your phone, tablet, web browsers, and are essentially helping revolutionize the way medical professionals advance their clinical skills and earn CME, keep up to speed on cases, medical devices, new drug therapy, and clinical best practices. So currently, Level X games are played by more than 750,000 healthcare professionals, which mm. is very exciting. That includes those in top 20 pharmaceutical and medical device companies, national medical societies, as well as government organizations, including NASA. So, Wow, really cool. What's an example of one of the games? Yeah. Well, most recently, so we, we actually have five specialty specific in-app games that are for our healthcare professionals. Um, our most recent launch was Top Derm, which uh, was made by dermatologists for dermatologists. So that's that just launched in late June. So we're getting a lot of really great momentum and excitement. We were just actually at AAD summer meeting in Tampa two weeks ago and had the privilege of that was my first conference post or in this in this uh, pandemic times. And I have to say it was just really great to hear all the positive feedback in person, not only from the dermatologists, but also from many of the exhibitors at our pharma companies that we partner with. So, Okay, really cool. So like you said, this is a blue blue sky concept, sort of something new in the world. Mm -hmm. And so part of your challenge is figuring out, okay, who do we, who do we try to talk to? Who's going to be interested in this? I mean, doctors broadly, but you got to find the physicians who are, who would say, yeah, a video game. Cool. That, yes, that's a good idea. I want to get into that. So who is your audience for your marketing and how did you figure out who your audience is? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's evolving, right? We are a startup company. We started, um, gosh, Sam Glassenberg, our founder and CEO started this company six years ago. And we really got into the commercial side of things really in the last three years. So we're currently going through some branding right now, in fact, to, to, I think, take it to the next level as we continue to expand. But we're really focused on, I mean, I try to think about it sort of in three customer segments, um, but two major buckets. So you've got your players and then you've got your partners. And so the players are the players of our games and the partners are those of our partnering with us on our game technology. My counterpart in uh, B2C marketing has an amazing team and they're focused on the healthcare professionals that play our specialty specific in-app games. So as you can imagine, healthcare professionals that are pulmonologists playing PalmX look very different than a cardiologist playing CardioX and, and likewise dermatologists playing Derm. So they've definitely got their work cut out for them and they're doing amazing work there. 
And then on my side, while we work closely together, of course, I'm over corporate marketing and B2B marketing. So for me, my oh so lovely team is focused on content and key activities that support our partners at pharma and med device companies. Um, and then I also should note that we work with several professional organizations um, as well. So all in all, we have that collective goal to capture the challenges of practicing medicine through cognitive neuroscience and that state-of-the-art video game technology to create mm -hmm. really the best, most engaging educational experiences that advance the practice of medicine. So, yeah. Okay, so let's let's focus in on on your job and your team and and yeah. sort of building out the B2B side of of things. So, who are those B2B institutions? Are we talking uh, like hospitals, medical groups, that sort of thing? We do partner, of course, with those groups. Um, I would say it's a lot of, you know, top pharma companies that we're working mm. with. And it really depends on kind of the their priorities and their pain points. I mean, healthcare is a highly volatile industry and with ever-changing policies and priorities, not to mention <laughs> this, yes, this last year plus of increased noise, evolving trends, considerations to stay in front of. Um, so really coming together, whether it's on the medical affairs side of things or on the commercial side of things with brand leaders, chief information or innovation officers, it really depends because obviously whether you're working with a small, medium or large pharma company, they're structured a little differently and their focus looks a little, is either extremely focused or, or fairly layered. So really understanding kind of where to meet them, where, you know, where to meet them with their priorities and their pain points and identifying kind of the appropriate areas of partnership to really build out a meaningful and engaging program with them. Okay. So it sounds like part of your challenge is at, at these various accounts, say at, at various pharma companies, just figuring out who exactly do we need to be talking to? Somewhat, yeah. I, I would say we have a pretty seasoned group. Our sales team is just, I mean, they're wonderful. And they have a lot of really strong relationships. I, mean, I think a lot of our team also, I've been working with a number of decision makers in the pharmaceutical industry over the past really 15 years. So we've really been in there as well firsthand and but but certainly as things continue to evolve, I mean, I feel like the pharma industry got a lot of scrutiny uh, a couple years ago just around being more of a marketing led organization. And, I, and, and I've, you know, lived through a transformation of becoming more and more of an access oriented organization with the patient at the center with these pharmaceutical companies. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's pretty special. It's, it's, it's a really it's, it's a really great evolution. OK, so. So the folks that you are talking to at these pharma companies, what's been, what is challenging about getting, breaking through all the noise, like you said, at this sort of crazy time when everything's been amped up, what's challenging about just getting through and having the kind of discussions you want to have? And how do you do that? What's your strategy for breaking through the noise? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is staying ahead of the trends, I think, in real time, right? And meeting them where they're at. Being um, nimble and ready to pivot, I think, is, is crucial. Obviously, I've actually been remote for a number of years. So although I've spent a, a lot of time on site with many customers, I think just getting, recognizing that <laughs> we're all people and we all are at home 
<laughs> and those types of things. And I think just being very flexible, it has, um, I think, been very helpful. But honestly, when it comes to like what works, what strategies have worked best with connecting with my audiences, it's, I mean, it sounds basic, but really striving to understand and personify the audience, right? And engage yeah. with them mm -hmm. in a meaningful way that aligns really to their goals, their values, their priorities, and just thinking through, depending on the scenario, it's like thinking through unique ways that help them elevate profile or overcome perception issues. And I have found that works really well there, especially in this last year and a half, is staying on top of and sharing timely and relevant, consistent, substantive, organic content that yeah. builds awareness and generates that demand in a very organic way. Okay. So give me an example of the kind of content that you guys are creating to, because if you're doing content marketing, it obviously can't just be, here's our latest and greatest product, right? It's not about you. It's all about them. But this, at the same time, you do want to do that education so that when it does come time to say, hey, look at our games, they're kind of prepared to understand why why there's value there, right? So what's an example of the kind of content marketing you do and just the kind of content that you're working on day to day? Yeah. So I, I it's such a loaded question. We just recently actually, <laughs> yesterday, we just released a, a really, a really fun piece on asynchronous and synchronous options for remote surgical training. And obviously that's really relevant to our medical device partners. As I had mentioned, we have a number of fantastic healthcare professionals that we interface with and advisors that we're working day in, day out to think through and stay on top of what's important. But this particular piece, we really wanted to think through just, there's, there's just so much happening. There's, there's just like this crazy pace of surgical advancements and the pandemic's detrimental effects, obviously, like just add another layer of complexity in, in, in like really thinking about the future of evolving remote surgical training trends. And surgeons will, have told us firsthand, like, hey, we're, we're seeking training to master the new medical devices and techniques. And you know, many institutions, the hospital systems you'd mentioned earlier, they're expanding their teaching modalities to support mm -hmm. this, right? We have to. And so kind of getting ahead of and thinking about on a very personal level, like what are the key pieces of information from an education standpoint that we need to be talking about, educating on, building awareness around, and then thinking about like, what does engagement look like, right? So mm -hmm. when you think of kind of like that full funnel mix in, the, in a sales funnel, really making sure that the content speaks nicely to some of that big bucket 101 how-to questioning that I think we're all faced with as medicine continues to advance. And then really doubling down into what are some of the pain points or priority moments where we can then draw that parallel or bridge to a particular solution that Level X can support and really breaking down. I mean, we've got, so one of our products that we have is not actually an in-app game, but like our virtual technique guides product it's just this really awesome game tech that supports simulation training. And I mean, I could pull in an expert and really get into the weeds with you, but like that's an example where the first medical device company that we worked with in building out their virtual technique guides simulation experience for them to leverage with their surgeons. I mean, they reported a 28% increase in information mm -hmm. recall by medical professionals. So I mean, that in and of itself is just fantastic 
And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, just <laughs> thinking through all of that, I think as we're building out timely, relative, re- relevant, substantive content, I don't know, it just, it's worked extremely well for, for, for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay. So wrapping things up, final thoughts, what's something that you've learned over the course of your career that you could share with our listeners to help them better engage their audiences? Yeah, definitely. Gosh, we could spend a lot of time here. I would say the biggest thing, honestly, is I learned this from a mentor several years ago, and it really has stuck with me, but just to flex your style and use your resources, really. So I had to learn over the years to be very nimble, collaborative, and I mean, as basic as it sounds, check myself with practicing humility in moments when you think you know it all and you absolutely don't. But, you know, rarely approaches are and ideas are binary. And um, so many ideas can be expanded just by sharing a vulnerable consideration and seeking feedback. So that's definitely one. And I think the other thing I'll just add is really, um, it's not who you work for, it's who you work with, especially Mm -hmm. in healthcare. I have found the world isn't all that big. And my network Mm -hmm. of friends through vendor partnerships and client relationships and opportunities to really roll the sleeves up has truly become invaluable. And um, I feel like every city that I'm in, I have a, a couple really wonderful friends that we've kind of been in the trenches together and we've really accomplished some some really cool things. So those are the big things I think for me that have really helped me to better engage audiences. So Excellent. Well, thanks so much for sharing that and for all the insights you shared. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for your time. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, hope Hope you have a good one. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over the top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.